Accessories. We definitely have the bling and everything in between. Just in time accessories. Tayama Copeland is your independent paparazzi consultant. You can find Tayama on Instagram at Tayama01 or Facebook Tayama Copeland or 954-873-6659 or just in time accessories at gmail.com or the website just in time accessories.com. Everything is only five dollars, all jewelry is nickel and lead free. You can find Tayama live on her page, Tayama Copeland. Just in time accessories, we have the bling and everything in between. Check it out. Make sure you go over to Goalie.com and get your Goalie gummies today. They have three selections, three choices to choose from. They have the apple cider vinegar, the ashwagandha, and new. They now have the super fruit. In addition to going over to GoalieGummies.com, make sure you use the ATL as your discount code and receive a huge discount. It supports the channel and the podcast. In addition to all of that, the gummies, they are a source of antioxidant. They have vitamins B9, B12, promotes general good health, helps improve your daily health, contains pectin, a source of dietary fiber, uses pectin as a natural prebiotic to support the healthy gut and immune system, 
includes the mother, a healthy strain of bacteria, antioxidants, and enzymes. Mask the unpleasant taste of the apple cider vinegar. It's simple. It's delicious. It's goalie. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Get in here, get in here. Come on in the room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Anthony Brown Show, this segment that we call the ATL. If you're new here, definitely hit that thumbs up, that subscribe button, and definitely comment below. If you comment below, we will respond to your comments accordingly and show your comments on the screen. But definitely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on our road to 7,000, and it costs you absolutely nothing to subscribe. So go ahead and hit that like button. Just want to let you all know tonight I am definitely joined by my sister from another, the very lovely, the sick, Miss Tiana. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yes, I'm under the weather. Look at that rain, shine, sleet, or snow. Ain't nothing going hey, on. Hey, but the, but the show must go on. Yes. Mama was on the show in labor. Okay. <laughs> Honey, Mother's Day night. Yeah. <laughs> She's right here. Well, she is right here. And also, I'm joined by none other than my brother, the pain in my side, the, my headache. Mr. Shardy Duwap, the fashionista, Mr. Legacy the Great. Thank you. And I'm also joined by the young lady with the juiciest cakes on this side of the Mason Dixon. Miss Juicy Cake. You so funny. That's a Mason Dixon. But I'm on the upper side. Okay. And we want everybody to keep T Savage in their prayers. Today was the day that they finally laid her grandma's body to rest. So keep her in your prayers. T, we love you. Yes, T Savage, you are definitely missed. Trust and believe. Your, your absence is definitely noted. And um, prayers go out to you and your family, you and AJ. Love you. Love you, T. Love you, T. Savage. And this, this will be you, T. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a signature move. Okay. Y'all yeah. trying to kill me. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, how's everybody week so far? We here. I'm gonna say thank God it's Friday. Oh my goodness! Thank God it's Friday, Friday, Friday. That's T Seven's. That's T Seven's job. Don't do that, Tony. Don't. That's her job. Don't you do it? She's not here though. We got somebody's got to fill in. It wasn't that it, bad. It, 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 it's totally right. <laughs> I'm going to say it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. But he wasn't that bad. Let me call my best friend. He'll do it for you. Hold on. Um, Don't do it. <laughs> you calling Don Allen? <laughs> No, no that'll be, that be June. That's her adopted son. That's her adopted son. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> now, I know he gave me children with talent time. <laughs> yeah, you also know the parable about the dude that had the talent, the one, and he didn't use it, and God took it and gave it to somebody else. Right. Where, where is my belt when I need it? Lord Jesus. <laughs> hey, Miss Remedy. Welcome to the show. Make sure you hit that like button. The thumbs up. Where is her belt? Before we go forward, I just want to um, share some other um, advertisements that I don't have a commercial for. Um, Auntie Adrian, she she's promoting, promoting and pushing um, stylish prescription glasses. So make sure you go out and check out her website. Um, it's um, www.voogueme.com. Make sure you use her um, discount promotion code is Auntie A to receive 15% discount. What are you waiting for? Order today. Stylish prescription glasses. Also, just to let you know, also if you're in the West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County area, I am your notary public. I'm your mobile notary public. I'm your loan signing agent. And I also do fingerprint services. They can reach out to me as well, Anthony Brown. Um, 561-768-3017. Or you can just log on to my website and book your own appointment. My website is notarypublicwpb.com. Also, we have Legal Legacy. Tell us about it, Legacy. Um, Legal Legacy is a avenue that you can use, which I am a non-attorney consultant, uh, but I definitely can help you file motions. Uh, if you have any child custody disputes, if you're a gentleman that is basically fighting for your rights to be able to see your kids, have 50-50 uh, shared custody, things of that nature. Um, if you're having problems with child support, you want it reduced, I can definitely help you file the proper motions to get in front of the, turn, the the judges that you need to be in front of here in the Palm Beach County area so that you can have an opportunity to be heard on why or if your payments need to be reduced. Um, and other avenues as far as um, disability and things of that nature, I can help you get your disability started and finished. So if you're looking for a fighter in your corner, I'm definitely the gentleman for the job. What about helping uh, moms get that increase? Um, I have a problem as long as it's not being greedy. If you're not being greedy and I can look at the paperwork and see, then, you know, I don't have a problem helping in that area also. But just to go out and be greedy to drag a man, I'm not going to do that. But there is no way no one today can be greedy with the way inflation is going. Everyone is if doing any of the kids at my house. Y'all ain't even got to go to Legacy. They asked to be on the front porch with their clothes and their suitcase. <laughs> Tyson included. Mr. Brown will be out there too. <laughs> Listen to you in hell, man. Oh, uh, man. Also, this, so <laughs> this is me also, uh, Legacy Unlocked. Um, you have anything, you know, as far as your cars, your keys are locked up in the car and things of that nature. Give me a call at area code 229-630-7615 in the Palm Beach County area. Uh, my prices will be 
rented a little bit cheaper than what um, other locksmiths and, and um, things of that nature have in this area. Um, but at the same time, you definitely would need the proper credentials as far as driver's license that or with a bank card that can prove two proofs of um, identifications um, that this is your vehicle, things of that nature, and a reference so that I can prove who you are before I get inside of this vehicle. Just want to reiterate that you also take all major credit cards. Yes, I do take all major credit cards. Um, what is that? Um, Zales, um, Cash App, Chime, Bank Cards. I also take cash, change, and all. One of that jingle and fold. One of the add up to the total amount. Interesting. Here's something interesting. Um, hey, man, Pastor. I think we got all our, our advertisements at, at Burger Smith's out of the way. Um, Something I found on, on Instagram the other day I thought was quite interesting. I just wanted to share this with you guys real quick before we move into tonight's topics and question of the day. And, um, this is the first thing I saw, pick three. So I wanted us on the panel to pick three that we have can't, can't live without. And you in the audience, you could pick three as well. Um, for me, I'm going to go unlimited free Medicare for life, uh, a perfect credit score, and uh, a brand new home, but I can never sell it. Mine was the um, unlimited free medical, eight. Um, perfect credit score, number three. And number six, free groceries. Free groceries for five years. <laughs> Mine is one, three, and six. Okay. Mine would be number one. Number six, number eight. Okay. Because we good on the credit. We good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. I thought that was interesting. I said I wanted to share that with you guys. That was. And just again, to let you all know that um, Miss Anna Pearl still have those. Um, I think she's already brought them back into fruition. A homemade Oreo cookies. So cakes, etc. here in West Palm Beach area, you know, stop by, tell them that the ATL show sent you and try her homemade Oreo cookies, amongst other things. I love her sweet potato pie, her bread pudding, her, her uh, peach cobbler. Um, you love it all. Red velvet cake, carrot cake. You love it all. Well, I ain't tried it all, but all that I have tried, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. So just check it out, yeah. Here's something interesting also I found, and um, I figured, you know, this is probably Legacy's favorite restaurant. <laughs> Boy, you're a dog. 
That whole bird. Fat box combo. Woo! Whole ass salad and side holes. <laughs> whole ass salad, side holes. You need to go on and let them do a side of lettuce lips. Okay. Yeah! And, and back go cat. Yes. <laughs> I said, this is yeah. funny. Yeah. They been watching our show. They trying to steal my word. That's the only word I would like. Um, super duper. I want a super duper fat hoe. <laughs> so are these burgers or hot dogs? <clears throat> well, is is a burger? Burgers. Fat hoe burgers. Listen, I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for the fluff skins to get rid of the you know the uh, what they call it um council culture that won't be open long. Okay. Yes, remedy. It those lettuce lips could be like the um an onion blossom. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it home, Joseph. Bring it home. And here's something. Here's something that I saw on um, Instagram that I thought was kind of interesting. And I grew up on um, plastic plates, but this kind of turned my head. Like, yeah. I'm done. I'm Are done. made by Takis? I can't see the picture too good. Are they raspberry or Taki flavored? No, it's, it's um, flaming hot. Flaming hot. Flaming hot Takis. My son did an experiment in um, his science class, chemistry, with setting food on fire mm-hmm. um, with chemicals. And, and Taki wouldn't go from, it wouldn't get off fire. It even burnt the container. They had to set it outside. It was about to like cause a big fire in the classroom. The things are not what you want to be eating. So they playing it. So they flame it hot in the box, flame it hot in your stomach, and flame it hot in your ass. But that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That's interesting. So y'all ready for the question of the day? Yeah. Oh, you know this, man. Question of the day. You're dating someone for a few years. Everything's going great. And now their ex wants to resurface and be their friend. Is this acceptable? Mm, To me, I say yes. If they both understand the word friendship. Now, if you talk about friends with benefits and you know I exist, and you mean something different, and I bop your ass, I Chris Rock you, you earned it. But for the most part, I'm going to be okay with your friendship. Because all my friends so, are my exes. But they also say all my exes live in Texas, not in Florida. Well, I was born in Texas. How about that? But you live in Florida. But that coach was pushed out in Texas, so. 
I'm gonna say this. Juicy, you can go next, but I'm gonna say something after you. Oh well, I don't. I don't really feel that's too acceptable. Um, we'd all have to be friends. Uh, and so it would be like you resurfacing and you coming in, and we all friends. That's. It, I, I just don't see <clears throat> today and the way things going. People resurfacing. Um, because they're realizing what they used to have was good and they want it again. And so, you know, I, I don't see, I don't, I'm not that trusting of a person to think that it's all, I, I liked our friendship and I want to try it again. Now, if they were playing basketball or, or soccer and they were on the same team before, but that's not usually how it goes. So, nah. Not acceptable for me. Let me just say no, it's not acceptable because if they y'all wasn't friends before and now they want to just pop up out of the blue, why do they want to just pop up? Uh because sometimes you hate that motherfucker and it takes time to forget a ass. But for me, if a person is my ex, they're ex for a reason. And exactly. that means a disrespect or something that happened. And and I mean, they're forgiving and moving on, but ain't no forgiving and trying again. Like, See, Juicy, yeah. I knew you was crazy. That's why I ain't never tried to pursue your ass. I knew you was crazy. <laughs> I keep telling y'all what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm friends with all my exes, though. When I say friends... I'd be like, y'all want to go to Jamaica? Like, if you my friend on Facebook, y'all see periodically I post, okay, I'm going out of town, da 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 da. Who I want to go? Now, so, see the difference is, difference is see, I'm, if mm. you broke up with a person and y'all remain friends after the breakup, then you start dating somebody else. So when you start dating a new person, that person was already your friend. No, but I had some that didn't want to be my friend, and they just had to turn back around and was like. Damn, she ain't really do nothing. The bitch was just brutally honest. So then they they got over their tissue paper feelings, and then long, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, man, I used to fuck with her. Da da da. I never lie to who I'm talking to about the role that that person played in my life and moving forward. We just move forward. Now, mind you, I said because we broke up because of disrespect. So that friend who we still cool or or is them who you know there's a difference in there. But that person, I got I have friends that are my exes that we just realized, you know, nah, this ain't where we want it. <clears throat> like it wasn't what we both wanted. So we went separate ways. But if it's a friend who tried to dog me, carry me, play me, try me. Try to gather you. <laughs> oh yeah, gather me. I forgot about that word. No, I can't with you. Oh my God, she's trying to kill me. Thank you, Tony. I can't laugh. <laughs> Juicy gonna kill me by the end of the night. <laughs> Man, why we all just can't be friends? Well, my my response to this question is: I think that if if let's say me and me me and me and Kevin, you know, just for the sake of a name, me and let's say me and Kevin was dating. We broke up for bad terms. You cheated on me, or like you used to say, you disrespect, you was very disrespectful or whatever. So we broke up. Then two years passed. Now I'm with a new person, 
and we've been together now for three years, four years, or whatever, and it's going smooth. And now all of a sudden you realize that your mistake and, and you're sorry for and remorseful and now you want to come back and be my friend. Um, no. Mm -mm. Next. I mean, I'm good. Would you say we could be cordial? Yeah, we could be cordial. I mean, because I even have an ex that was disrespectful, cheated. We broke up. Two years passed. We didn't speak at all for them two years. Um, after them two years, now, mind you, during them two years, I still spoke with the parents. I still spoke with his brother, his siblings, but I didn't speak with him for them two years. Mm -hmm. Now, after them two years, um, I'm not going to say we rekindled our friendship, but we started back speaking, at least on speaking terms, because um, the family loved me to death. He just was a hoe. So um, as a result of that, um, like I said, we broke up, and we're cordial now because, you know, they, they support my business. They come over and they buy products. I take their coins and go on. But the friendship, no. What, what, inviting them over for Sunday dinner? Hell no. No. Birthday parties? Mm, What'd you say? Not. Cruises to Jamaica? Nope. Mm -mm. I, I couldn't yeah. trust them. Yeah, and I'm gonna leave, so and I'll leave them. If I take them to Jamaica, I'm gonna leave them there. Or push them over, push them over the side of the boat. Yeah, I would feel that there's too much animosity going and, and have been brewing. There's got to be a vengeance, something. Yeah, you, you're only back because you want to destroy what I have. Right. Because you like yeah. what it was. Let's hear from Mr. Legacy. Go ahead, Legacy. Um, I'm a, I'm 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 not okay with a woman that I'm with being okay to chill and be friends with somebody that done been dropping dick in them. Cause that gives him a a hands on. But not only do he have a hands on experience, <laughs> the same as I do. He gets to sit in my face and reminisce on getting the same head I'm getting, the same vagina gop I'm getting, and, and I don't feel like I have anything special when that person is in the same area. He, he, any, everything that I possibly did she, to her, he would already probably did it too. So at that moment, that relationship doesn't seem special to me. So no, I'm not gonna And what if he throw in your face uh, that what if he throw in your face that you know that little trick she do with her tongue, blah blah blah. He's like, Yeah, I taught her that. You see, you see? <laughs> that's that's exactly why there's a reason you don't do that. I was always taught and I took a while for me to understand it, but I, I was taught, you know, you don't put yourself in situations that could cause a, a problem. And if my significant other was to even make it seem like um, it's okay for them to be friends, you're right, you are okay to be friends with them, you're just not okay to be my woman. Mm. Because like, like Juicy said, <laughs> like Juicy said, um, especially, you know how people talk, both both parties talk when 
they're just getting with each other of why they are single now. And they tell the experience of what the other person from our side of the story did and why I had to be without this woman and why she had to be without this man and the, all the wrong he did and all the wrong the other person did. So now, when you're talking about the man cheated on you 22 times, when you're talking about he, he belittled you, he made you feel less of a woman, he did this, he did that, he never supported your dreams, and like you say, Tony, two, three years passed, it's okay with forgiveness. You just don't have to have that in your face. You don't have to have that in your circle. Mm -hmm. So I also believe that, you know, sometimes when you allow past things to come back into your area of, of life, you also reminisce as well. Um, I have this person grown in this area where he or she was weak at. Uh, I, I, because you're spending that time with them now, you're, 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 you're looking at the growth that they've become and what they've matured in over the years. Mm -hmm. So that love that you have for them, which could be considered, you know, a rose that grows amongst weed or, or a rose that grows from beneath the concrete, you know, you could also start to say, damn, pondering in your mind. I, I, I wonder why this person came back in my life now. Maybe this person needed to go off and separate in order to learn how to value me for who I am. And now that he or she has gone off and learned that I was the best thing for them, now they're coming back to get what belongs to, to them, which is me. Because people do believe that once you set something free and it comes back to you, it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. So now... The devil playing in your in your playground because you allowed it because you allowed it to be around you, and now that person has planted some seeds because seeds are mind things that are in your mind that you sow that I'm ready I'm what you told me to go to become, and now if you know what I'm saying you totally don't love the person that you're with, and that love is not as strong as you think it is now that seed which is really a weed to choke the life out of that relationship all because you allow weed to grow amongst rose. And you already had a rose when you and you and that person were, were all together. But now you're going to allow weed to be placed upon you to choke the life out of that. So now for you to become a weed, a, 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 another weed with this person? No. See, envy, see, misery loves company. Mm. And as long as you as long as you was not around that person, you flourished. But now that you are going against what was what was supposed to be for what could have been, now you realize after that's destroyed that you really didn't have love for the person that you used to be with. You just was infatuated with the thought of what it could have been. So no, don't allow yourself to uh, entertain. Don't allow yourself to entertain a whole company to somebody you've been sexually involved with. I'm not going to do that because I do know that, you know, I, I, have a, I have a lot of women friends. I do. I grew up with these women and things like that from Georgia. And I'm not friends with no woman that I'm an ex to. 
And it's not that they don't want to be friends. I just don't like to be friends with my ex. But like Juicy said, you are ex for a reason. Whether it's something that I did and you couldn't get past, or it was something that you did that I couldn't get past. And even though I don't hate you, I just don't desire to be your friend. I read somewhere that um, God sometimes allows the ex- On that note, I'm going to delete everybody off my Facebook. <laughs> you know, Tony, you what you were about to say, but that's another part I was thinking with what um, Legacy was saying. That person resurfacing could very well be a test to see about how you value the blessing that God put before you. Because a lot of times when things end, that ending is to clear out the way so something better can come. And if you in your better moment and that person realizing and they coming back reminiscing, oh, let's be friends again because you were you were good to me. Mm, yep, I sure was. You learned a lesson. Now go gonna, seek something else. Exactly. I was going to say, I was reading somewhere, I think it was on Facebook, it said that um, God sometimes allows your exes to come back into your life just to see if one, you've learned, or two, how stupid you are, if you're still stupid. I mean, I do I do believe people can change. I'm not going to never say that people can't change. Um, and do I believe in second chances? I do. But you can't give a second chance to somebody when you're in a relationship with. Right. If, if right, that individual is single. Right. So if, that per- if you are single and that person comes back around and you really do want to see the advancements or the changes in uh, that individual, then it's okay to embark on that journey. But when you are already someone else's, you know, um, I'm going to say um, accessory, when you are already someone's accessory, then, you know, there's no need in you having an accessory for yourself, something that you know has always been a, 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 a anchor to weigh you down when you're starting to grow. Like Jesus said earlier, you're, you're an ex for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I'm a firm believer that certain people come to your life for a reason, some people it's for a season, and some people it's for a lifetime. It's us who try to keep seasonal people for a lifetime. Let them go. Let me tell you, I could never oh. do it. You can't do it? No, nah, I can't do it. It's certain people. You can, you could never tell me, Tayama, you and Wick couldn't be friends. Tayama, you and Paul Makaya couldn't be. Like, it's certain people that I know my whole life. I don't give a damn if I did fuck them. I'm going to trade there and there my siblings for them. So, Houston, we got to But But, but that's, that's my, that's my question. Hey, that's my question. Hey, that's my question. That's my question to you oh, or anybody else. My boo said something is your ex for a reason. What my boo said, I'm Leave in a relationship out. with someone else. I'm not going to allow my ex to come back around in my life. But hold on. But what if that ex is not that type of person? Like why is that person the ex? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Juicy. Why she is this is what we did? Why? Then that's it. That's game over. But what if y'all was friends before that? That's game over. If you have that person before, if y'all were friends, you were. You just named. um, You just named three different people who you 
can't get rid of as far as your friendship. I take it y'all were friends before y'all did what y'all did. But y'all remain friends. But y'all remain friends. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. So okay. See, but but that's my thing. (laughs) Well, listen. This is what I gotta know. I gotta know this. If your if if your if your friend, let's say you've been friends for all these years. And y'all, y'all get ready to embark on a journey together. Now y'all are willing to take that step, that next step to be, a, be an item to be one. If I have been friends with you all this time, that means that I've seen all the mistakes, all the fuck-ups, all the bullshit that men have taken you through prior to me and you getting together. So why would I get my chance why would I follow the same pattern that caused you to X me out your life as your man to be downgraded back to friends? No, that means no, that meant that the person, it's the person himself or herself only wanted to conquer one thing. They wanted to see as well what the other men were so crazy about or the other women were so crazy about in between your legs. Because if I could go from fucking you to be back as your best friend, that means that I shouldn't have never been able to fuck. Because I was only friend material. And see, and that that I can understand. Some people go out and they they try things. You know, we we are we are curious of nature. So I could see you having a friend. You try a little something. And then uh, this ain't that that would have been me. It wasn't for us. So we had to let it go. Now that person is still my friend. We cool, we friends. But if it's someone who tried me, like I say, disrespected, violated, did something, and when we separated or went our separate ways, it was because there was something negative or ill will. I have a forgiving heart, but I carry grudges. I'm like, I guess you call me Erica Badu. My bag is full of grudges. I'm gonna hold it, I'm gonna carry it. <laughs> no. Now let me say so. Juju, you brought that up, and I'm gonna tell you why I don't cross the line. Um, one of my best friends growing up, me and her birthday was on the same day. And she had a baby while we was in high school, like in her 10th grade year. And uh, I was always there for her. I used to, when I was out on the block, when the baby daddy wasn't even bringing profits and stuff, I hadn't even had a child yet. But when the baby daddy wasn't bringing profits and rights and stuff, part of my journey throughout the week was for me to go buy a big box of profits, rights, bottles, because I was making the money and I didn't have a problem making sure and I didn't have a problem making sure that she had because she was my friend. Now, even though she was my friend and I loved her dearly, she used to listen to the, the girl across the street that I was messing with uh, about how I made her think that you were the perfect one for her. But hold on, so the girl next door was you to tell her about what we used to do when we had sex. So during the summer, 
I I used to always spend the night at her house because her mama looked at me like her son. And I would be in the bed with her or with my little brother and spend the night all summer. That's where I stayed. I used to see her get up, walk around in her brown panties, and I'd be like, go put on some clothes. And she was a fine, beautiful black woman. But I had them psychologically put her in as not only my friend, but I put her in my mind as my sister. So once I put her there, I couldn't see her in no other light. So I remember one day we all went out to dinner and went to a movie as a family. And I remember we came home when I was in the room with her um with her brother playing a video game. And it was about when we went to bed, it was about two o'clock and about four o'clock, I remember her walking into the room in the morning, say, Wake up. I woke up and she was like, Come in the room, I want us to have sex. And I was like, What? But I'm asleep. So she was like, Look, and she opened up her robe and she had on nothing but bra and panties. And I was like, Girl, go to bed. She went out the room and came back five minutes later. And she woke me up again. And she said, I got to tell you something. I said, what? Still kind of sleep. She said, I don't want this to affect my friendship. I was like, nothing can do that. She said, okay. She said, I want to tell you I'm in love with you. Now, I had a few girlfriends. But she... I did have a few. I had the girl that stayed across the street from her. I had my high school sweetheart. And then I had a girl that stayed on the south side and one that stayed on the north side. So um, I was like, okay, Moon, whatever. So I went back to sleep. So when I woke up that morning, it was about 9 o'clock, I went straight in the room where she was at. And I said, Moon, I had a I had a crazy dream. And she was like, what? I said, I had a dream that you came in the room and told me you was in love with me. And she just looked at me. And went back to doing what she was doing, but she never said that it was just, you know, that it wasn't true. Mm. So what I started noticing was the more that I started spending time with the girl across the street, the more angrier she started being toward me. So one day, me and the girl was sitting outside on the on the little green, you know, box, and it was about dark, and I see Moon walking across the. I see her walking across the street, and she goes into the house and comes out the back door, and. She comes up, I see her with two water bottles, and I see her taking the cap off of the water bottles. And she walks up to me and to the girl and started pouring the water. I asked. And I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? You tripping. What's wrong with you? Oh, nigga, you, you know? I'm like, I don't know. So I left, and because her oldest sister, Live down the road from her. So I went down there to try to talk to her sister to tell her 
she needed to talk to her sister. She said, Tony, I said, what? She said, you really don't know, do you? I say, I don't know what. She said, my sister is in love with you. She tell me this every day. And I'm like, that's my sister. She was like, I know how you see her, but that's not how she see you. And this is why she don't like you talking to that girl across the street no more. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to be spending the night at that house no more. So I, two weeks had done passed. And I remember it was like I had came in from, from hustling, and uh, I was in my bed sleep. And it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and my mama wasn't home. Because my mama was at work. And I just remember coming into the living room, opening the garage door, and laying on the couch looking at TV. And all of a sudden, I hear like a bicycle pull up, up under my car porch. And anybody that know me, know me, knows that that door is always unlocked, the screen door. So, next thing I know, the door opened. It's her. And she had on this sunflower dress. It was, uh, not sunflower, but what they call them, a sundress. Read what that say, Tony. You should not have been spending, spending the night at the house in, in the beginning. Because, because by you spending the night at the house with her, is what caused her to feel, to feel more and more feelings towards you. That may be true. Yeah, so she started feeling she... security. Everybody wanted Splackazelli. <laughs> I wasn't Splackin. I was not Splackin on Belly. So when she come in my house, she got on this sundress and She's looking nice, and at that time, it, she, it was like kind of turquoise, and she had this small black, dark skin, and she had on the jelly shoes to go with it, and she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, what you sorry for? She was like, I've been acting up. She said, I got something to tell you. I said, well, what you got to tell me? She said, the reason, she said, I want what? She said, I just want one thing. I said, what? She said, I want to have sex with you because the girl who lived across the street told me what you would do. And I was like, why you want to do this? She said, because she said you do it good. And I just got to try it. Tell me. If you're spending the night at a house with me all the time, whether you look at me as a sister, but you spending the night with me makes me feel like you having feelings for me because you stay in the night. So that makes a woman feel insecure. I'm staying the night with the family. I'm sleeping in the bed with her brother. And her. I, I Yes, I would sleep, but I wouldn't touch her. So... So yes, I'm like, I understand. I had a best friend in college, and and I stayed with them, and it, he didn't do. He was just as honorable like you, 
So I do understand. I didn't. I wasn't in love with him. I didn't want him. He didn't want me. So that was a good thing. But I do understand your position of it was family. You were at family. You were home. Right. You weren't at right. her house like a like boyfriend and girlfriend. You were home. But right. she ain't see it that way because you were supporting her. You were helping her with her child. You were being yeah. what she was missing. So you filled the void. And like I said, that that friend over there bragging, see, that's what friends don't need to be talking about what they get got going on because people be wanting them. When they, when they bragging about what they what, what my man got 10 inch dick chives curved to the right. Girl, he's going to make you keep like 10 times. He's going to have you speaking in tongues. Have your eyes rolling back in your head. Only thing she's doing, she's not bragging. What she's doing is she's advertising. She's marketing. Right. She's, promote, she's promoting you. Promoting you. You know, so, so and believe not, every woman, listen, women out there, listen. Every woman, subconsciously, you're in competition with one another. So when you have four or five women in the in the in the, in the pack or in the glit, the click or whatever, each woman is saying, Oh, I'm the baddest bitch out of these five holes. Uh-huh. I'm the one. I'm the finest one. I'm the thickest one. I'm the smartest one. I'm this. I'm that. And if I'm not, I'm gonna step my pussy up and get and step my game up and become that. So, believe it or not, that's how women think and that's how women feel. So, uh-huh. while she's saying all this to the other girl, what you do and what you how you make her feel in her mind, she's saying what she's saying is, I look better than you. I'm finer than you, and she he doing all that to you, and you're and on a scale of one to ten, you are seven, bitch, and I know I'm a motherfucking dime. Oh, I know. <laughs> so wait, I'm your I brother. Feel that way now. Do do all women feel that way? Hell yeah. Joseph, where do you come from? I don't know. I I need. I, I wonder sometimes if I'm really a woman. Me too, girl, because honey, I be passing out to fuck y'all ass. Because I'm saying, like, I ain't got no jealousy or envy about nothing. Like, if I'm bad, everybody around me bad, because they know bad. You know, we all got to be the same. Okay, that's true. That's true. All of y'all are bad. But that's when the awful syndrome kicks in. See, you're not, you're not thinking that. But let me show you how y'all figure that out. They, y'all will do a, they'll do a group talk. And, uh, you're saying that's why I go out with my homegirls. That's why a lot of them ain't never going to take pictures with me. Right. Because you Right. Um, exactly. Because, and, and see, they may not say somebody ask y'all, who the, who the, who the beautifulest? They may say, Hey, hey, all of us is the same. That's that's what it's gonna be said. But they'll be like, well, who's the smartest? And 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 uh, not even thinking about it, some country, somebody's gonna say, oh, Tamika the smartest. Oh, well, who who uh, who the boss bitch in the group? And it might be like, well, because she aggressive, we don't name Naomi the, the boss bitch. She the one that always try to get us together to hang out. See, they're gonna have to categorize everybody in the group where their strengths. And where their weaknesses are. But because nobody in the group wants to say 
Hey, I'm the I'm I'm that bitch. Ain't nobody with, that I hang with better than me. Y'all say everybody is equal all the time, being pretty or beautiful. But with men, men don't men don't do that. Men don't say, oh, I'm the foolishness I never heard. Men, 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 men don't go around saying, oh, I'm the alpha male in the group. Men be like, well, everybody fight. Everybody fight. Because, see, everybody fuck, if it's okay to fuck one bitch, everybody will run the train on that same bitch. Because nobody thinks that, oh, I put the have up to myself. The only way we think that, that's our wife, that's our queen, that's our home. She's already at the house secure. But anything out in the street, we'll run a train on. But back to the story. So when she came to my mama's house, and I knew my mama didn't get out to 530, it was already two something. I just felt weak and I gave in to her. And I went on here and we had sex like three times that day. So you already had a girlfriend across the street. It was well, she lived, they, they, they was at my house. She, I mean, she was at my house. I wasn't in her house. Right. She yeah. came to my mama's house. That, that, he ain't had no girlfriend. That was out of sight, out of mind. Well, the, what, but yeah, I mean, she thought she was my main girlfriend, but the person that came to my house was my sister. And when we did it, yeah, yeah. Even to this day, uh, I done done a lot of things out of my out of weakness. Out of all the things that I've done out of my weakness, that's the only one that I really, really regret because we we've not spoken since 1996. So, so you haven't spoke since since y'all did it. Yeah, we haven't. No, no. What happened was after we did it. We did it like two more times after that time. And I had a girlfriend, I had another girlfriend that stayed out of town. So when she came in town, at this time I was staying at my the girl we were talking about, I was staying at her sister house. So now I want I I gotta tell y'all something that I ain't never told nobody. So before you do, I'm let me a, ask this question so I can make sure I get. Well, clear. we have to delete. Well, we have to delete this footage if you tell it. That's the question. No, I'm not. We're not. Somebody didn't say he would. The the girl who your friend when she came over to your mama house, it was three times that day, and then you did it more after that day. Two like more, two day. more separate, two more separate times in separate times. You just make sure yeah. I'm, I'm here, make sure I'm hearing correctly because prior to you having sex with her, you looked at her as your sister. Mm -hmm. You already had a girlfriend who was telling her about you. You had a girlfriend on the south side, the north side, east and west. So you already had <laughs> you already had five girlfriends in five different geographical areas. And so, you, so now she made six. I got rooms in different area codes. They was all in the same area code. Well, we got to move on. Hold on, let me finish right quick. Go ahead. Well, when, when she wrote me a letter one day and said, uh, she think we, we should just go back to being friends, 
I said, okay, that's fine with me. I'm good with that. That's not what she wanted. Because later I found out that she wanted me to break up with them girls so me and her could be an item. But when she came to me and said she wanted to be friends, I mean, just friends, I was okay with it because we had a good friendship. Well, but how do you go back to Christmas. Being, how do you go back to being a friend to somebody you don't fuck? You can't. Y'all ain't friends no more because you broke that girl heart. She came over there to, to, to put it down. She was coming to put it thing down. Go ahead and rock your world. Make you change your mind. Be hers. No one else's. And you talking about okay. Hold on, Juicy. Another thing that you did to her that you don't realize, and Juicy's not realizing either. But remember, and every woman's mind is if. If he's doing all that to her and she's a seven and I'm a nine on a scale of one to ten, I know what he's gonna do to me. And I'm gonna put it on him that I'm gonna take him from her. And then for you to be so willing to say, okay, we can just be friends, that lowered her self-esteem, like, damn, I ain't put right. it on that. I ain't got that, I ain't got that thigh out to make him wanna leave them. You see what I'm saying? I didn't think about that, what you're saying, Tony, till later, because um, the crazy stuff, I, I know you got to go, but give me about two, three minutes. So anyway, I was living with her sister. So when I came back from the Christmas break, because I went out of town with my, with my other girlfriend and spent Christmas and New Year's with them, I came back to the house and all my clothes, except for maybe like 10 outfits, will burn up on the hanger, on the on the clothesline in the backyard. And it was it was that person who did it. I so, would never forgive you. Your friend or, or the neighbor? I would never forgive your you. Friend. I don't want to be your friend and I might kill your mama. Like that ain't I'm no so friend. Sorry. No, no. My clothes are my I did, I, off limits. That's right. That's me. And that's how I felt. That I, that's, I, that's exactly how I feel, Tay. So I, I, I went down to <laughs> Let me tell you. I went down to her mom's house. I asked her sister, I said, why would you let her do my clothes like that? She said, Tony, why would I stop her when she want to be with you and you said you just want to be friends? I said, she the one said it. She want me to let it. I agreed with it. So anyway, I go down to her mother's house because I'm, I'm mad now. So I go down there and I'm like, come on, man, you got to talk. So mind you, her stepdaughter was there, her mama was there, me and her in the yard. And she told me I was wrong because I shouldn't have just had sex with her. And now he go to kick her. She was pregnant. By you? Yeah. So you were wrong because you. I just wanted to be friends. That wasn't just friends. That were raw balling, standing, lounging. You were chilling (laughs) like a villain. No, okay, with no protection. Right. No, you made her think it was real. It was real because it was skin and in the skin. But listen, I was out. Yeah. That, that told her that I trust you wholeheartedly with my life. Right. 
Never mind, I ain't gonna kill you and your mama. You was supposed to burn them. But she was all, but she already trust me with that because I was already a protector of her and her child before you had sex. So you already know that you just screwed her up. You you need to be paying for that girl's psychological counseling today. She is she, really hurt. She, 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 she is the one who pursued me. I could, I gave. But you, but you, you but gave in though. You can't be a carrot in hot water. People, exactly, but I said I gave in. I did say that. So you're the Man, listen. reason why she's going through what she's going through. Why? Because I gave her some dick. Because you gave in. But in an interview, well, she went to try to lie and say, Oh no, da 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 da. So her mama do what most women do is fall to protect their children. So guess what her stepdaughter say? He's not lying. So everybody turned and looked at him, and we were like, "I was like, what you say?" He said, "I know you're not lying, Tony." I said, "Her mama said, well, how do you know he ain't lying?" You know, back in the day, you could have the cordless phones. If you if you if you notice, if you had, if you was a person, you could pick up CB CB drivers on the phone. Mm-hmm. Her stepdad was a CB driver. He had his CB radio tuned into his house phone to see if his wife was cheating. So when me and her was on the phone and she was telling me all this stuff that she wanted to have sex with me, she knew I got a girlfriend, she just want to do this, she want to do that. And I, he remembered me telling her, no, we like brothers. He told her, his wife everything I ever told her on the telephone. So when, the, when, when everything was going on, I told her, I'm, I'm done. Don't never speak to me again. She said, that's fine. And when I get when I had this abortion, I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I'm a mother and a half pregnant. And I was like, what? This would have been my very first child. That would have been my very first child. And from where she had the abortion, she she because I was I was a year younger than her. So she was just graduating high school that year. I was going to graduate the next year. And she was like, when I need to go out to the military, I'll be the night and have the abortion. And about three months later, she went out to the military. And from the day I left out her yard to this day right here, we've never spoken. So that right there, I, I never crossed those lines again with my friends. Because it, I, I lost a person that was truly a, a good friend of mine that, like you say, Tony, I felt weak and gave in when I knew that that's not something that I really wanted to do. Yep. True story. I give you a virtual hug, Legacy. A virtual hug. Hello. But you might not want to do that yet. Now, look, we, never, did. Never, we never did a question of the day for a whole hour and a half now. Let me move on. No, no. Hold on, just give me one second because I know y'all going to be mad. 
And they're not going to be mad. Yeah. I, my sister had, had, You did it. As I live with her oh, sister. One night I was in the room sleep. And her sister had a boyfriend. And this day, she she was adamant about making this dude leave. And when he left and she knew he was gone, she went in that room. She came in my room and got in the bed and said, you're going to give me some of that because my sister told me it was good. And you fucked up too. I was 17. You fucked up too. Well, I was 17. You fucked up too. You know, I was 17. You more ex- understand why you won't get married. I was 17. We can move on. Dear ATL, it's a segment of the show where you, the viewer, can write in and tell us about what's going on in your life. And we will read your letter and respond to your letter live here on the air. So if you're experiencing a relationship problem, best friend disputes, baby mama, baby daddy drama, marriage issues, church hurt, church issues, and many, many more, send your letters to the Anthony Brown Show at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks, nephew. Subject, subject, 90 90 days and and still waiting to start counting. Dear Stephen Shirley, I think this guy is really trying to play me, but I'm trying to give him a chance. I met him over 20 years ago when I was struggling as a single mother with four daughters. He was a taxi driver that I used regularly, but had no other interactions. In 2010, uh, we met up again, and he told me that he had always been attracted to me, but I always had this don't even try it attitude. I was hurting back then and did not really care that much for men. We started talking on the phone. We never went on an actual date, but I did go to his home. He cooked dinner once and we started having a sexual relationship. After I figured out that all he wanted was sex, I stopped calling him and taking his calls. Now we are talking on the phone again. I accepted that maybe some of my personal issues got in the way, so I suggested we try the 90-day plan. He laughed and went off on how Steve was a sellout. He didn't realize how much respect I have for Steve. He came to my home one night since we had not seen each other in a while. We had already discussed the 90 days, but he immediately started trying to seduce me. I would not give in. At first, he seemed angry, but played it off. Uh, he left after about 30 minutes. I was relieved, and I did not hear from him, from him for a couple of days. And he agreed again. Now, every time we have plans to go on a date, something comes up. We only talk on the phone, and I think he's trying to manipulate me, and when the 90 days are up, he will come asking for the cookie. I don't think so. Please help a sister out. Should I just leave this one alone? Yeah, I think you should leave it alone. Yeah, I think you should leave it alone. Yep, leave it alone. 
Now, what, what, he, what he's doing, what, what, I, what, I, what I'm understanding, what he's doing is when they originally met, they started off as a sexual relationship. So it was started off business because he was her taxi. Then they eventually started having sex. So in the midst of them having sex, it became just a sexual thing. So they was never really in a relationship. They were just having sex. So when, when she got serious and decided let's have a relationship, let's try the 90 day thing. He had heard about it from, from Steve Harvey's book. So he knew what she was talking about. So he said, Steve is a sellout and blah, 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 because he didn't believe in it or whatever. So he put down what Steve was putting, you know, he, he kicked to the curb what Steve was saying or preaching about. So as a result, she said, you know, we're going to do this 90 day thing because basically what she's trying to do now, which is probably too late. She's trying to see where his head is as far as how how he feels towards her. But he's already shown you that it's about the, it's about the sex, about, the, about that pussy. So as a result of that, um, <laughs> so um, basically, she right at this point, she's she wanted to try the 90 day thing for him to show her that he's into her. But something more than just sex. But he's but, not. But he's not. And he's proven that because during them 90 days, what he's doing is he's cut off all, all communication, no dating, no going out, no socializing because he can't get the cookies. He's trying to wait until the 90 days expire and then show up on day 91 and now he want to fuck because he passed the 90 days. But you didn't pass the 90 days, you just stayed away for 90 days. So I think she should kick him to the curb because He's not dating you. He's waiting for you. Just to get the cookies again in 90 days. And you know, a lot of men feel, because I've had this happen with me, that, okay, you want 90 days restriction from you, then their thoughts are they can go 90 days. And it's like they equate sex and money. So you're not giving me none we're not going on dates because i'm not going to spend my money on you for 90 days i can i i could hold back you know so he could be on that mindset of if she's gonna um hold back i'm gonna hold back but at the same time that's clear communication leads to no misunderstanding you were absolutely right her, her where she went wrong was she gave it up first and to come back and think that he's going to value her when she already didn't value herself in the beginning, it's no way he's going to see her as what she wants him to see her as because he didn't already seen her. Like, a first impression is lasting. So it's, Please, more, it's time to go get it from somewhere else and, and be different. That's when you stand your ground. You can't go back and build a whole new cornerstone. Yeah, you're you have to paint the picture. You have to paint. You have to paint the picture and the image of what, how you want people to see you in the beginning. You know, it's, it's like being a manager on a job. I can't play with you for two months and then now for month three I expect you to respect me as, as a superior. No, I, I gotta go. Uh -huh. day, I gotta go in day one as your superior, and you're gonna respect me from that day forward. You know, it's one thing to be nice, and it's another thing to be friendly, but don't don't mistake the two. You know, because that's how it was with right. me as management. You know, people thought, you know, all the other managers were their friends. Well, I'm not your friend. I'm your superior, and you're gonna you're gonna respect me accordingly. Because I will write you up and get you up out of here. You know, and in, right. in, in this situation here, yeah, definitely, 
by her giving giving him sex prior to giving him the rules of respecting me, yeah, which is gonna take us into tonight's topic, then um yeah, he, he he don't have to because he's already gotten what he wanted in the beginning. Right, like you said, like tonight's topic, she showed him how to love her from day one and it was yeah. lay it down. Well well that's that's not that she showed that she was easy she was easy pussy hole. Because you said in she Why said in the beginning so vulgar. Tony said pussy. So I said pussy hole. So this, <laughs> <laughs> so let's be honest. But she said they never went on a date. And they never did anything, but he brought her to his home and cooked dinner for her. And then she spreaded the Red Sea. He never showed you any interest like that in the beginning. Right. And the red flags were there from the very beginning. You never went out and did anything. You've never been out in public. You've never went shopping. You've never went out to dinner. You've never met any of his friends, but you met his bed. You met his car seat, we probably was a taxi. You probably met the couch. That's where your ass sat and sat. This is how her ass sat. Her ass sat taxi seat, couch seat, chair at the table, ass in the bed. So how never how should how then you say he started acting funny after he got the coochie hole. And then y'all stopped talking. Time passed. He came back around. Now, this is the crazy shit. You don't even remember because if Steve Harvey never put this book out, he fucks again. Because all she going by is Steve Harvey playbook now. So if Steve Harvey playbook don't come out, she don't do the 90 day thing. She gives him another chance. And how you know she give him another chance is because she's willing to give him another chance with the 90-day rules. So now you know now and on top of that, on top of that, on top of that, you are now quoting shit out of the book that Steve Harvey wrote that the whole world know that Steve and because they made a movie about it and all of that, and you expect this man to play by another man's playbook? That's absurd. You could have you could have kept the secret to yourself and said, you know what? We can get to know each other for a while if that's what you're gonna do. Because obviously you like the dude and don't nobody else like you because it seems like the only nigga that's interested in you is him. That's why he's able to keep coming back. So if Steve Harvey don't spill the beans. And start this 90 day program where show me that is the da 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 da. Then, guess what? She would have went right back in the taxi, right back to the couch, right back to the seat, her ass back, her ass and back and crack, laying right back on the bed again and doing the same process all over again. I would tell you this, young lady. Why are you entertaining? 
somebody that went out their way to mistreat you like that the first time? What makes them worthy of a 90-day period to have another chance to get your culture home again when you thinking it's about this culture home? It's not about this culture home because I've already had this culture home. You just ain't say how many times he got the culture home. But he probably got it a few times because you still stuck on him. Mm-hmm. And he done blowed your back out. He done share about 10 or 20 in you. And, and you don't want nothing but him. Because nowhere in the letter did you say, even through the time that we wasn't talking, I was I was talking to other guys, and it seemed like other guys are all on the same thing. You didn't say that. You went into a hiatus your damn self. Because you didn't date, you didn't do nothing else until he came back around. So right now, that person belonged to him. You just want him to... If I'm that dude, I take her on two dates. And on them two dates, when that shit, when them two dates over with, and I write them out of that pit, I fuck her. Now they're going north. And then when she get off this ride, I don't talk to her no more to show her that Steve Harvey ruling policies that he got set up for these motherfuckers still don't reign king to nothing. Because if a nigga gonna fuck you and leave you alone, he gonna fuck you and leave you alone. It don't matter if you made him wait 90 days, 60 days, 20 days, 30 days. If that's what he gonna do, that's what he gonna do. Mm. Oh my. What you gonna Maybe say? He just want them to have a deeper connection. How about that? You felt my deeper connection when I was inside of you. He was deep. I was just about to say that. When I when he plugged when he plugged when he when he plugged in that ride, he 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 he, he was know. We won. We won right now. This we won right now. Take all of it. Take all of it. I'm gonna try to make it come out your throat. Take your ass to sleep, legacy. <laughs> My throat already full, so that wouldn't have worked. You can regurgitate. I can't help you. You gotta be moving. The throat can't have more than that. You gotta play with that. It's hanging in the back of your throat. Child, my throat can't help you right now. I'm out of commission. Tell me, 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 I ain't got time for you or legacy. <laughs> yeah. for you. you. Gotta get my day a little bit more something to make up your tosses flow up. Exactly. It's gotta be so it's taking that thing in the back of my dick, it's taking the back of my throat. <laughs> Yeah, Cardi B mad, so she wants you to drop that milk in the cage right now. Yeah. Issues. What's going on, Cordell? So, uh... Well, go ahead. Go ahead, young lady, you know. I, I'm, I'm going to do the political, politically correct thing tonight because Juicy and Tayama is on the show. And I have to hear this stuff later, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the right way tonight. Go ahead and find you somebody that's interested in you for you. 
and not not the you part between your thighs because the you the you part between your thighs brings about a lot of lies. It brings about a lot of lies. Child, our husband is crazy, girl. <laughs> we just gonna run him over with a car. If we run him over with a car, that brain will get right. I'm telling you. <laughs> run him over with your car. Wow. He ain't staying his mama's stuff for that brain to get cooked well. So hit him with your car and they'll scramble it right. Thank you for that. <laughs> Legacy, were you a preemie? <coughs> Legacy, Juicy asking you a question. He had to take an intermission <laughs> from talking. Somebody in the background probably getting him together. Legacy, yeah. No, no. What'd you say? Juicy was asking you a question. Hey, what did you ask me, Juicy? No, why? <laughs> just wondering, curious minds, just wondering. Just wondering, okay. how long well, did you get cooked? How long were you in the basement for? I, I made it all the time. I made it the whole time. Well, let's get ready to go into the next segment. Dear ATL, it's a segment of the show where you, the viewer, can write in and tell us about what's going on in your life. And we will read your letter and respond to your letter live here on the air. So if you're experiencing relationship problems, best friend disputes, baby mama, baby daddy drama, marriage issues, church hurt, church issues, and many, many more. Send your letters to the Anthony Brown Show at gmail.com. I have um, another quick video. I wanted to show you just a portion of it um, before we move on. Oh, now you've probably seen the footage of Will Smith losing his school at the 2022 Oscars in defense of his wife, Jada Pinkett. You've probably watched countless videos about the incident, so we won't bore you by rehashing all the details of what went down that night. Looking back at the footage, a lot of people assume the entire incident was staged, especially since Chris took the slap like a G and didn't even bother to retaliate. However, there's a deeper reason why he tolerated that disrespectful treatment, and it all stems back to his traumatic childhood. Before we get started, don't forget to grab something to eat at rrgsnacks.com, our online concession stand that has an assortment of barbecue beef jerky, creamy ranch and bacon popcorn, and green apple licorice. Christopher Julius Rock III was born on February 7, 1965 in Andrews, South Carolina, and as a toddler, his family relocated to Brooklyn's Bed-Stuy neighborhood. 
Chris's parents had high expectations for him and his siblings, especially as it pertained to their education. Chris was bused to a school in a white neighborhood where he was the only black student. He told The Hollywood Reporter he was regularly greeted with signs that read, N-word, go home. In an interview with Oprah Winfrey, Chris said that at the age of six, he realized how easy it was to make people laugh, but his gift didn't help him at school. He was relentlessly targeted by his schoolmates from the second grade up until he dropped out of school in the 10th grade, from being called the N-word every day to being physically attacked because he was small and skinny, he was living in a nightmare. During an appearance on the Howard Stern Sirius XM show, Chris said that something sexual happened to him at school as well. His entire childhood was what he described as just a horrible existence. Despite being tormented, he dealt with it and bottled up his emotions. He said, no matter what I was going through, it paled in comparison to what my mom or my dad went through. So there wasn't a lot of dealing with it. During a January 2022 appearance on the Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade podcast, Chris said the treatment he received from his peers developed into a temper. One day, a guy really disrespected him at a party by pushing him and kicking sand in his face in front of some girls. Chris said he went home, put a brick in his book bag, went back to the party, and swung the book bag in the guy's face. The guy was seriously injured to the point that he was close to losing his life. Chris stated that from that day on, he has been so scared of his own anger that he holds himself back and never reacts. This has also led to him allowing anyone and everyone to walk all over him, from family to friends to the women in his past relationships. So a man that lived through daily trauma as a child was physically assaulted and embarrassed on live television in front of millions of people, simply because he told a joke. And we get it, the G.I. Jane joke was in poor taste, considering Jada's alopecia diagnosis. But did Chris deserve to get five fingers to the face? And now that you know more about his life and his history, it makes more sense why Chris didn't put them paws on Will, doesn't it? I'm Nick Nimmin. I thought you was going to show the other video, too, from the other night. Will Smith, the, the one showing the week before the Oscars, Jada was talking about how she loves her hair and she can't be insulted, but took assault. It showed it a little bit at the beginning of this video. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. Yeah, it was a, a little, very little bit at the, the clip at the beginning of the video. But that, that this might be, um, I showed that video to, to say, this might be a reason why Chris didn't retaliate or, or respond the way that most people thought he should have or would have or we would have been in that, in that same situation. You know, I, I agree that that might be a reason and that is a very good reason because today um, people are overreacting and, and it could go the wrong way, you know. And so I'm glad he was a bigger person. But... <clears throat> With all that we saw, um, like that's been in the media these days, um, Chris is like justified for, for not retaliating, but it still doesn't excuse Will for right being belligerent. Okay, 
Um, me watching, and I shared this with you, Tony, earlier. Um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday I shared it with you on how um, they went back and they showed the, the um, pictures. Somebody actually videotaped Jada being so ecstatic and happy right after Will slapped Chris Rock. Right, from a different angle. Remember, yeah, from a different angle, from the moment he was walking to the time he slapped him, she was ecstatic and happy that Will violated another man's space and right to say what he wanted to say out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And that showed me that this this moment was not about Will. This moment was not about King Richard. It was not about Venus and Serena. It was all about Jada. Jada. Those are signs of narcissists. And not only did Will, but it was also an even greater moment because it was like three other black people that received Oscars. Um I think one of them was uh, um who who was I, it was I think it was one of them was a, a basketball player who received an Oscar. Um I think it was something about somebody who directed a movie or uh, 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 a little um strip for Kobe Bryant and um their daughter Gigi. That person got an Oscar. And we would never know it because all of that was overshadowed by a joke, which we all know that this is what comics do. And we was, it was all overshadowed by real feeling that his wife was being assaulted when truth is you was only being manipulated. Because guess what? Just because Jada's career as an actress has been diminished and is almost over, you have now taken yourself off of the $20 million man list for every movie that you made. Mm -hmm. And all those great accolades and things of that nature, people, they also showed a video of Will Smith's mom speaking. And she was talking about, at that moment, she didn't re recognize her son and that she's never known Will to be violent. So I can just imagine as being her mom, being his mom, having the notion to think about this woman has openly slept with another man and talked about it at the red table and emasculated you as a man. And now because she was a little bit offended, she felt you needed to, to defend her honor to violate another man for her to feel loved by you. No. That was wrong. And nobody, what I do not understand is nobody is speaking about the control that Jada has over Will. Nobody is really talking about how she was happy after Chris Rock was slapped. And it just showed. Go ahead. A lot of people are. I've seen a couple of clips on the showing videos where how happy and how static she was with, with um with the results of what Will did. You know, I um I was speaking about it and one of the things is like to me what I question a whole lot because 
I've watched, I've been a follower of Will and his positivity in the way he has, not as an actor, but just as a person and his integrity for many, many years. And one of the things that I've always noticed about him is he's held his composure, he's been kind, but he's also been a very real, realistic person. And their relationship has always been an open relationship. That wasn't new when she came and sat to the table and she explained and she exposed what she exposed. She, she shared the openness on a whole different level and on a personal plat, plateau or platform that made it like she would, like you say, she, she belittled him, she put him down. And so I started paying attention to, like you say, she's controlling, but her position as a, a actress, you know, she's part of, um, we, we've all had the speculation that they're with the Illuminati and they worship the devil and they do all these things. But years ago, Will used to advocate for, back when HIV came out, he used to try to um, promote saying that um, the government was putting it in the water and was making people get sick. And that was also around the same time where they were blocking and keeping them from being at the Oscars. So the boy, the the him not coming and winning his Oscar and them boycotting it had more to do than her feeling like you treating my husband wrong. But it kept her from her claim of fame because she married him and he was that person. And so this was an opportunity for her to He's at the highest peak of his career in his life. Knock him down because he's outshining. And and I and you could see I'm I'm not going to encourage my spouse to go and jeopardize anything about what we got going on. He's an example as a man, he's an example as a father, and he's he's winning an award for acting, but he couldn't act in that moment. So it, it all seems so say manipulative, but on Jada's end, because clearly she was uptight, then after it happened, she was happy about it. Whereas she could see as a wife, my husband ain't happy about his actions. I'm not gonna be happy. But she was she was happy. She was thankful uh -huh. that he he put himself less than. But the example that he also gave, like you said, with the shadowing of those three individuals that received the award, that also set a tone to the Oscars. We're not welcomed in these places because of our color and the disposition that we're aggressive and we don't know how to act and perform. And here he goes doing it. So it was like an opportunity to, to, to set us apart. Another thing I wanted to point out too, and I forgot to point out last last show, is every Oscar they have a director who directs the show and puts it all together. And this year was the first year they've had a black director who directed everything. Um, you know, like I guess they're saying, "Nigga, you you got all this foolishness going on up in here." <laughs> right, right. Well, it was all a setup. It was all a set. And that in that person who did the director, what he won, who was winning an award for. I'm not sure if he won an award. Um, I can't remember I his name was. right now. Um, I think so he I was, was the one who Chris Rock was presenting presenting for the sounds of something or summer or something. Yeah, I don't remember. 
We gotta look it up. But I believe I believe that's what he he was he when you say he put it on, he hosted it, and, and then they just made the whole thing a, a mockery towards black people. As if we can't do nothing right. Exactly. Well, I just wanted to show that video real quick before we dive into the topic because we spent a whole hour on the question of the day. But um the topic of the day is can I teach you how to love me? And although that does mean sex, but it also means not necessarily sex. Um, and what I mean by that, because I was in a situation where I was I was speaking to a friend of mine, and this is what, what made this topic come up and, and it's so needed, is because most men, when they tend to get with women, is they tend to think that, you know, me being a man, I know how I know how to make love to a woman, or I know how to treat a woman, or I know how to do this, I know how to do that. And 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 they're they're afraid to have those open dialogue type questions. And because of that, they go in blindsided and they really don't know how to, how to love that woman. And what I mean by that is you may know how to love and treat and respect a person or a human being, but every woman individually needs to and has to be loved separately because they are individuals. You know, one woman may require one thing, whereas another woman may require something else. And it's not just for the woman, but also in reverse for the man as well. You know, he, he too have needs, desires, wants, and because you don't satisfy them or don't do them doesn't mean he don't still have that same desire. You know, so sometimes that open dialogue and that, those questions need to be asked and answered. And, and, and not just in the beginning, but maybe every three months or, or, or every six months because people change in the relationship. The same person that you fell in love with two years ago is not the same person two years later. People's bodies change. People's wants change. People's desires change. So those questions need to be revisited, re-asked, re-answered, re-evaluated, and, and go on and move move forward. You know, you, you know, especially okay, let's let's go sexual. Like let's say if there's a guy that's that's well endowed, you can't pleasure every woman the same because some women necessarily can't necessarily take large penises. Some women, some women can. Some women can take. 15 orgasms, some women can't. And those who can don't necessarily need it every night. Um, I'm a firm believer that before you make love to the body, you got to make love to the mind. Because there's an old saying that I used to have, he who controls the mind controls the body. Because if you can if uh -huh. mental fuck her or him, and, and now that mentally you've already made love to them, is nothing that, that that person, male or female, would or wouldn't do for you. Because mentally, we're one. At least so they think. And you very well may be. So let's talk about this. Can you be taught, can you teach me how to love? Who's going to go first? Go ahead. Go ahead, This, this, um, it's something I, I kind of experienced and it was crazy because I met a guy and he had been in a relationship, but his marriage ended not by divorce, but because she, she passed on. So in his mind, he, he, he was like the perfect husband, the perfect gentleman, the perfect man, but he was the perfect for her and their marriage. So once we met, 
tried to explain to him, like you say, show him how to love. He couldn't grasp the thought of what I was saying to him because what his response was, I was married for all these years. I know how to be this person. And I had to take his card and let him know you knew how to be her husband, but I ain't your wife. We're in a dating relationship and what you're doing it ain't what I need in my life. It ain't for me. And if you can't hear my communication and understand what I need as a woman for my relationship from you, but you still stuck on your wife and y'all's marriage that's over. He was trying to he was trying to like or love you based on her needs. Can't keep on going because my needs. And, exactly. and so, so how the question says, can you, the person has to be willing and want to love you in order to learn how to love you. Because if a person is comfortable with who they are and what they bring, there are people out there who they, they mind got them set on this plateau that, especially men, I don't know too many women, so I only can go on the men, but if they got money, then need your money so they're already looking at it as I got everything I need you're the one who needs me so this is what I bring to the table and if you don't like it then I can go get somewhere where someone else will and I am perfectly okay with people who choose to mosey on but you're absolutely right in those relationships where, where you do have a lot of wealthy men older men, bachelors who tend to get with beautiful women, younger women, for eye candy, arm comfort. We look good in public. You know, we look good at the ball. We look good on the red carpet. We look good out to dinner. I'm the one that's got the money, and you're with me, and I want you to be with me because I'm going to shower you with gifts, finances, this and that, this and that. His mindset is already set that it's all about me and what I do, and, and that's good enough. Yep. He, he's not trying to satisfy you. But for the man that does that does like you and love you and want to be with you, that's not the millionaire that just got you for eye candy and arm candy. But for that man that loves you and genuinely like you and want to be with you, it's, it's they will that, take interest. They will take interest and in, and in, and want to know what you like. You everything wholeheartedly, like everything. Craig, Craig, like, again, I, I refer back to Craig and I watch this show quite often. But one thing Craig often says, and I and I believe it, is a relationship is a place where you come and. You come to learn and grow, and that's from each other, because it's two people that makes that relationship. I was speaking to my friend David. David is in Atlanta, Georgia, and I told him what the topic is for the night. And he and his the first thing that came out of his mouth was, "If I gotta tell you how to love me and, and how to make love to me, or or, or love me unwarrantly, then I don't need to be with you." But David, you do have to tell people how to love you, because how he's loving you is probably how he loved the last person, and that's not for you. And he thought about it. He's like, I guess you're right. Anybody a lot of people see love as universal. And so they think that it, it just fits in. Love is just L-O-V-E. So I do it because I do L-O-V-E. And that's not what love is. Yeah. Like one of my brothers, he thought that every woman needs 15 nuts while he catches one. Anywho. Um, love. <laughs> some people love. don't know how to love, and then some people you cannot teach them to love because they'll tell you straight up nothing is wrong with them. 
if that person feels nothing is wrong with them and whatever you saying, they don't listen to the basic stuff you saying. They're not going to listen to anything else you're saying. Right. That's true. They, they have to be open-minded and willing. They have to be teachable. That's the word I, I want to use with you, say They have to be teachable. Yeah, and, and, and basically... A lot of people, they come in stuff damaged, and it don't have to be damaged from a relationship. It could just be by not hearing I love you from their mom and their dad. Amen. To where they were never showed love. Say so, that again. again for the people in the GD section. <laughs> Basically, yeah, so if they never learned love from their mom and their dad, they really don't know how to show love to no girl, no woman, their children, and the cycle repeats itself. And those type of people, they wind up being what I call, they, they semi-adaptable to like, they always looking for love, but they don't know how to keep it. So basically what these type of people would do, they would learn things about you that you like that you like and it's not that they're learning to love you they're learning a way to manipulate you with what you love so when child don't get me started because the counselor will come on here but that's, but that's those people you have to really be careful because being that you're trying to love and teach them, you're actually teaching them how to set you up. Yeah. No, the other thing that that's so, funny back on what you're saying, Tiama, and that's so so interesting is that a lot of times, like I think I was telling sharing this either with Legacy or, or with Jeanette, is that like we most most black men, and I'm only speaking about black people because I'm a black man and I, and I can only speak from what I know. From experience, but most black males and, and females, we, we tend to come from um, what we call a broken home with one a single parent, uh, one you know a mother. So if all you've had in that household was a mother, you don't know you don't know you don't have to visualize of what a healthy relationship looks like. So you grow up not knowing, never having an example of a, of a healthy relationship. But and then gay men and women, you are now dating these these boys that are broken, or these boys that was boys, but now men that are that was broken and unsure of themselves, don't know what a healthy relationship looks like, don't know what commitment looks like, but then you're expecting them to be able to love you and treat you right and be there for you when they have no example of it. Ooh, Tony, you said something. That, I'm, you know, I'm gonna say this. Um, tell I'm gonna hit it on the head, and you too, Tony. When you said love is a is an action word, it's not a it's not a, a a verbal thing. And you know, a lot of people don't really understand or even want to talk about it because one of the hardest things for people to talk about is the mistakes. We, we it's easy for people to talk about the mistakes that a father makes. Because to 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 talk about the things or uh, 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 the wrongness of a mother is taboo, especially in the black community. We don't want to talk about the mother because uh, 
Well, the mother was the only person that I had in the household. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when it when it comes to love, a lot of women do be bitter, especially if the person that they love end up leaving them for something else, and or played them as juicy say tried me, disrespected me, however juicy like to say it. Gather. But in truth, gather, gather, gather. I say gather. Yeah, we we we, we forget. Okay, <laughs> somebody gotta get our new word. Okay. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna come charge y'all by his word. Nah. Okay. You crazy, Tate. But let's be honest, especially from a man's perspective and a, and, a, and a young woman's perspective. Imagine living in the house where your mother is the only person, the only um, provider in your home. Um, but just imagine as a as a as a man, you you're constantly seeing. Every year you see a different man your mother's in a relationship with. And not only is she in a relationship with him or with them, she moves him into the home where they live. That becomes normal. Mm -hmm. And that individual, now my mother's no longer talking the legacy, now she's talking the dream. Now dream done dated my mama for a year and he done moved in. So in, in five years, I've seen my mother with fake love in her life because every year you bring about a new man in this household. So now this is the example that the man sees and emulates over and over that as long as I refresh my stable yearly and emulate this of what I've seen my mother do, whom is the first woman that I've ever loved, that shows that man not to trust a woman. Because she's forever giving herself over to different men. Mm -hmm. And then for the daughter to see it, it's okay to give your pussy hole out to different men yearly. That's what it looks like. So, the, so we're learning these processes from the woman that loves us the most because, she don't, because of her desires to be with a man and to not be lonely. She would subjugate her children to see her pass her body along to different men, and you wonder why the cycle continues because this is what goes on in the black community. And then somebody got music. Somebody got music in the background. Somebody knew they got music. But this is what we, this is what we emulate to our children. And as as Tayama said, that this is what we learn. So if this is what we're learning, and we're wondering why people don't know how to really love one another, it's not because we don't really want to know how to love one another or treat each other with love, with real love and respect. We're only going by what was taught to us because we've seen it with our own eyes. And it's sad, but I mean, if we look over the communities, let's just look over Jewish communities. Jewish communities, when most women, let me, let's, just, let's say this. When most women come from other countries, they are taught from, from birth to love the man that they are married to. Right. Most women from other countries that are married, like Asian, Hindu women, um, Asian, Asian women, and some white women, they are taught from birth 
to love and nurture their man, their husband. And family. And family. But, and with that being said, black women and black men are not taught to love and nurture their significant other. We're taught to love our mother, sometimes our daddy, our siblings, and to survive. To be independent. So, to be independent. And this is why the black culture don't really understand love. We understand survival. We understand to be independent, to have your own, to be able to say I, I, I. We'll never be able to say we, we, we. And this is the problem because we are taught, and if you look, you can look from, from, the, from the 80s, 90s, whatever you want to do, it has never been shown except for a couple of black shows, Family Matters, The Cosby Show, uh, what are the black shows that you can really remember growing up that show? Good times. Good times. But guess what? They showed those three, but those are the three that we, um, Robert Townsend had a show one time where him and his family, and then you had Moesha. Outside of Moesha and those other four shows, as long as television has been around, you have never ever really been able to see the emulation of true love and respect and admiration for family as a whole family. I ain't talking about a mama and her children. She raising a father and his children and he raising. I'm talking about a whole unit. And you will not see that as much because the main thing is in America is to destroy the black culture from father to mother, children to parents. And we allow this to go on daily due to the fact that, one, we don't see ourselves on TV as family. So we're going to emulate what we see. And, and Tayama, and I, could, I think you told me one time, Tony, that child, when you was in line and you saw little girls, 16, 17, one was pregnant, one was killing a baby, and the little girls were saying, girl, you ought to go and get, you a, get pregnant so they can put you on Section 8 high. Mm -hmm. And, and listen, this is, this, is, this is our future. Uh, I want to chime in. And so I think that you can. Go ahead, Joe. There was a show on Disney Channel. Proud Family was one. Um, my mom, she and my father were together, and I never saw another man when they weren't together come around. So she taught, and I learned lessons from that. And when I married, I was married with my husband. And when we divorced, we divorced because we couldn't get along. So one of the rules that I came with for me is I'm not going to enter in a relationship that's not going to help me show my children black on black love. If the relationship that I had with my husband was already sour enough that wasn't worthy for us to continue because we weren't teaching my children the, the dynamics of true love, I'm not going to go with someone else who's not going to give that same that I need. So I remained single all these years and my son, actually, he used to get real upset because he longed for a male figure in his life. And he saw, he saw his father dating women and, and spending time with women, but his mom wouldn't do it. And he used to say to me, if you would get off, your, off the couch and go meet somebody, I could have a daddy. 
And I would laugh to him because I'd be like, man, I met plenty of men and they ain't worthy enough to come in this home and act like your daddy. And I would tell him, they did not exemplify what I needed for you to learn what love was. And if I can't give it to you, I ain't showing it to you. So they never saw men come into our house, come into our home and act like that. Now, I have two children outside of my marriage since I've had my um, been divorced. I've had two children. So I've had sex, was in a relationship, but I went with that man in front of my children and showing. So one of the things you brought up was how the, the, the men today, when they didn't raise and grow up to see how to love, they, they find themselves to be more independent and have more security about themselves instead of setting a we foundation. And that was something that I was so afraid to be in my child's life because he longed for seeing a we relationship, didn't get it. And I hope he will eventually have a, a, you know, a wife and have family and children, but he's very independent. So even if you take that, that high end role and, and keep the man away and, and because he ain't going to show and, and, you know, like you were saying, in and out, in and out, it could still teach the kids how not to love. So we have to make sure that we are teaching how to love and teaching people how to love us. And if we're not being loved, don't do with it. I'm, I'm going to say this, Juicy. Cause you know we 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 running out and and I don't want Tony to call me and you, but um, <laughs> you talking? <laughs> but on on the on the on the strength of what you said, even even though I'm not with my kids' mothers, um, even I never talk negative. I always talk positive, and I always talk about good times that I've shared with their mother. Whether it's my, my oldest two boys or my youngest three, and I always tell them, you know, I don't tell them, you know, what we go through and things of that nature, but I always tell them uh, of all the good times that we had and I loved your mama and she loved me. And even if I have my kids around another woman, because most of my kids outside of my daughter are, are, are of age now. And they know what love is, they know what affection is, and you know, things of that nature. But I do feel like, you know, you have to, I, I want to be able to have my daughter see me or have my son see me in an affectionate relationship with a woman um, so that they know that this is how you keep the spark going. There's nothing wrong with you uh, buy your lady something nice. My older boys, I, I teach them things and they come back and tell me, Daddy, you on point with that because when I did this, this, and this, it it, it, it did that, that, and that. Mm. And for my for my daughter, it's even more significant for me as we get ready to close out to um, let her see what it is like for a man to love a woman and be nice, kind, sweet. Also, I have her to understand that there's not going to always be uh, peaches and creams and rose petals and all this stuff because it's life. Or unicorns and rainbow. So, or definitely unicorns and rainbow. 
Juicy Land. And uh, things like that. Yeah, I'm not gonna come for Juicy tonight. She was on point. (laughs) Hold on now. So, you know. I, I I think that like we all we all pretty much on the same on one accord. You know, you just have to get the individual that you're with, love and care about, and and teach them things that you like, things that you don't like. And if that person in time does not, because it takes it takes a while to reprogram your mind on how how to do things because you've been doing it for so long. But as long as you, long as long as you see a progression in that change, then you hold on to that relationship because it can blossom into something that you want it to be. Don't just, you know, up and leave because that you don't see the, the change overnight because people have to re reprogram their mindset from what they've been doing before they even met you. But um in closing and I'm gonna so um bring out the the one that did her thing tonight for sure and I'm definitely woo I'm so, so happy for you tonight, Juice. I'm talking about you was on planet Earth tonight. Um, <laughs> the Juicy Cake one. Juicy, let them know how they can reach you, mama. You can always find me here every Tuesday and Friday <laughs> at 9 o'clock on the ATL show. I want everybody to come tune in, tune in, tell a friend, because this is where it's at, right here. And then and then the next, on their website, and order some tea. Or just book a conversation <laughs> so that we can talk. Um, and it's at enlivenedtoyou.com. Oh, Facebook's got me back up and going. I won my appeal. So let me go on and put them back in there. <laughs> that money coming. Nicole Purse. And then on TikTok, Miss Juicy Cakes. Or on uh, Instagram, Miss Beautiful. I told y'all some juiciest cakes on this side of the Mississippi, boy. That's what they say. But uh, let's bring out, before we move to the boss, let's bring out the sister, uh, T, T. Savage. Uh, we definitely miss you on here. We can't wait to have you back. Um, you can reach T. Savage um, uh, T, on Instagram, um, T. Savage. 1,000, you can reach her on Facebook, on your Drayton Birds, TikTok, at T underscore Savage 100. Uh, also, um, Birds, Anya, at gmail.com. If you have the number that was placed on here before, do not call it because she's shooting through phones. Um, and also, let's bring out the boss lady, the one and only T. Alma sweetness let them know you can reach me on ig at tayama01 facebook tayama copeland one just in time accessory at gmail.com you can also go on the website at um just in time accessories.com order online you could call my phone, but it better be business purposes only because I will cuss you out. Cuss you out, then block you. On God. And run over you and stab you. That too. 873 Because y'all perverts be something serious forever. Okay. Yeah, yeah don't, call, don't, don't call my nephew mama. Do not call Tyson mama, y'all. 
All right, let's move on to the boss man, the man that makes it possible for us to sit out here on this platform, the ATL show, out here in this ATL world. Let them know the pain in my ass. I'm pretty sure, tell them when Juicy don't say it, but they know I'm telling the truth. A thorn in the, the side, the ATL boss man, Mr. Anthony Brown. Mute her. Just mute I've been, her. Listen, I've been behaving, so he haven't had to get on me for nothing. <laughs> I appreciate him. Okay. So, uh-uh. That's only you. Because you, you be the thorn in somebody's ass, and they just have to tighten you up. Look. You just Gather you. you. That's what he be having to do. Gather you. <laughs> Mr. Anthony Brown, come to the stage, boss man. I'm Anthony Brown. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube under the Anthony Brown Show on all social medias. The Anthony Brown Show. Also, I have a Facebook page called Anthony the Writer. Please follow that page as well. I'm getting ready to do some, lots of things on that page as well and share. And so you need to be there to be able to see it. And I respect and love everybody and wholeheartedly. I live by it. And I want you to live by it as well. You got to grind until you shine. And for business purposes, please reach out to me by phone, 561-768-3710. Um, you can leave messages. I will return calls. I will get back to you. You can text messages or whatever. Um, so there you go. All right. We appreciate everybody on the podcast. Definitely you. Um, Tony for allowing us to be on here, but uh, we definitely gotta um bring out the crazy one. Uh, I'm Legacy the Great. You can reach me on Facebook up under our Dream Williams. Um, you can also reach me on YouTube under Antonio Williams. Also, my email address is legacyunlockedmail.com. Reach me on my phone. Business purposes only. Um, advertisements, commercials things of that nature, or also information that can um, allow us to um, enhance our show. We take all advice, you know. We also um, want you to send in your letters and things because we definitely like to help as much as we possibly can. Um, so that's how you can reach me at um, 229-630-7615. Um, but in closing, uh, the topic was, um, can I teach you how to love me? Uh, I think everybody can teach someone to love them. But as we said on the show, the person that has to do uh, the receiving of the teaching has to be willing and able to receive the lesson. So therefore, if you're not willing to receive the message and not hear what that person has to say, either shit or get out the pot. Mm. ATL, ho. Peace. ATL. They're back. Hey, it's my time again. <laughs> Anthony. Tioma. Message. G7. Legacy. They're back. They're the best. Let's get it. I'm the best in this city, that's fact. And there's only one reason that I came back. And it's 
steady fucking rebel straight. Okay, I'm the best you ever cast this spell to break. Really? First off, ain't no no beef with the spitters in my Good, city. Yo. But if you come with 28, then shit get greedy. I'm shitty. Yeah, I shit on rappers. He's been dead on the scene. If you wanna be actors, this the message. I'm talking over here with the same. Little feeling foggy, I'll be patient and waiting. It seems y'all forgot who really runs the throne. Screaming y'all number one, get because I was gone. See, ain't no stopping me now. I'm on the move. I'm on the move. Spot. I'm in my spot. I'm in my spot. ATL, ATL, ATL.